0: What do you want? I want to ask you some questions. How long you been here? What did I find? What was her name? How can you tell if something really happened? Tell me what you remember. (laughs) Too many questions. We did our experience at an IMAX October 6th.
1: Hello, everyone. This is Rico, and you're listening to another podcast edition of Treks in Sci-Fi. I'm just going to be your host this week. Uh, Not going to do a group show, although I tried, but didn't work out. So just me, which has been a while, I think. Uh, More about that in a few moments. But uh, today is uh, October 8th, 2017. This will be podcast 653. On the show today, we're going to con- I'm going to continue uh, my discussion or talk about Discovery a little bit, Star Trek Discovery, since uh, we did the Skype show a couple of weeks ago, since it premiered a little bit more. We've Seen another episode since then, and a few other things to talk about. But the main main topic I wanted to cover this time uh, is the other Trek-like show that's out uh, on fall TV uh, of some kind. You know, TV's a, a changing landscape these days, but got a new trek very trek like show called the orville over on fox with seth McFarlane, uh which is turning out to be a pretty good show so uh, i wanted to cover that a little bit on the podcast today talk about blade runner 2049 which was awesome and uh a bunch more a lot of new fall stuff tv a couple other things to touch on the inhumans the gifted and, and and a whole bunch more so uh sit back relax and uh let's get into the show today today i'll start with um let's play the uh very trek-like sounding uh theme uh opening theme music uh credit sequence to the orville uh to start today's podcast for uh this special uh i guess fall uh sci-fi tv slash movies (laughs) slash whatever spectacular for treks and sci-fi let's do this I like that theme uh, music a lot. Very, uh, It's kind of a, uh, a mix of Trek sounding and a little bit of, I feel a little bit, there's a little, little, little feel of Galaxy Quest in that theme to the Orville, which I think everyone thought this show was going to be much more Galaxy Quest-like and uh, a lot more humor, whatever you want to call it, jokes and things. But it's turned out to be a pretty good, pretty serious show. But I'm going to hold off on, on talking more about that until a little bit later. First, I want to talk about uh, a few other things, I, I guess. Uh, first, uh, I hope everyone enjoyed the um, Skype show a couple of weeks ago. And I wanted to explain, I, I don't usually just, uh, you know, out of the blue, not have a podcast for a week. That hasn't happened very often. But uh, last weekend, my son and his wife moved into their first house. So it was, and on top of that, we had a wedding to go to. <laughs> a day, my cousin's daughter got married. So last weekend was incredibly busy. I, I mean, I literally was, I, I left work a little early on Friday. I helped the move. Uh, it was just busy. So uh, there was no way for me to shove a podcast in there. Just didn't work out. I, I could have probably done one like a, you know, Monday or Tuesday, but work was pretty busy last week and I was. Pretty wiped out, frankly, from everything. So just rather than giving you this, you know, shove it out there kind of whatever podcast, I decided, you know, I'm going to take the week off. I deserve it. So, but we're back. I'm back. Uh, and uh, so the the plan again for this week was to do, um, uh, talk about the Orville. I tried last night. I tried over the weekend to get gather up the folks uh, that we usually do Skype shows with. People seemed, uh, you know, the weekends are always kind of busy for people, like last weekend was for me. So uh, you're just going to get me today instead of the group. Uh, but uh, but we've been keeping a regular chat going uh, via Facebook Messenger about uh, Discovery, about Orville, about other things going on. So uh, that's been kind of fun. Uh, we've been kind of uh, chatting as the shows air and after, and uh, I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Uh, it, it's, it's interesting that uh, in this day and age even that we're using... Uh, Facebook Messenger. I I always feel like there should be something better, you know, <laughs> something a little more sophisticated or so, I don't know, whatever. Maybe you don't need that. Maybe maybe people in the days of Twitter of 140 characters. Although I heard they're they're um, they're testing out doing double that. Uh, maybe people like quick and simple. I I think that's uh, we're in that kind of age of uh, you know speed and and everything's just kind of uh, moving so quickly that I, I think that maybe is a, a Um, what people are are used to. Anyway, with all that jibber-jabber said, I'm going to use the word jibber-jabber. I feel like a lot today Uh, because, again, I haven't done a solo show in about three weeks, four weeks, three or four weeks, maybe four weeks because I think I had a guest shot. Uh, I think Mark did a show right before I did um, the Discovery show. So, anyway, it's been about a month. But, um, all right, so let's let's get focused here, Rico, and I'm going to talk to myself in the third person. I really want to talk about Blade Runner 2049. Now, as I usually do with these things when they're just out, I'm not going to give you any spoilers or anything like that, but, I mean, everybody's seen, you know, I think anyone listening to this podcast has certainly seen the original Blade Runner movie, and if you haven't, shame on you. Uh, it, it, it's, I know, I know Blade Runner falls into this category to me of of one of these classic sci-fi films that that some people still maybe don't quite get, or, or maybe feel like it's it's worthy of that term. I mean, I I, I went to see it, you know, uh, I'm old enough to have seen it in the theaters. I've seen every version of it. I did a whole podcast on that movie. I love that movie. It, it's definitely in my, uh, I'll, I'll say top 10 uh, sci-fi movies of all time. It's just so I, I, I was gonna the first word that pops to my mind I was gonna call it so real and I have to explain that it's just so, um, like you can I feel like you can really see how the world could become like it is in in Blade Runner, not all the rain although I don't get that you know I I, I guess the environment's been pretty hosed and pretty messed up, hosed what what is it why am I saying things like that, uh, but. But you understand what I mean, you know. The, the world has become very crowded. Uh, there are there are the this talk of of off world, you know, and and I and I and I've felt like the off world stuff is 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 really interesting, and I would like to see that someday explored a bit more. But uh, but but suffice it to say, because I'm I'm very into tech and computers, and you know, we've had all these films on artificial intelligence, especially things. Most recently, like humans and Westworld, the new, you know, the the reimagined Westworld series, which is amazing. And and you need to see that, too. It's just I can very much see a a time in the not too distant future where artificial life forms, artificial intelligence uh, that that very much mimics humans down to, you know, just almost indistinguishable. I, I easily see that happening at some point in time. And 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 just all the other stuff uh, that goes into it. It's just a. It's just a. Uh, it's really fascinating to me. Really interesting. So I, I love the original Harrison Ford. Of course, you know. I mean, any any movie the guy's ever done, I've loved. Basically, uh, you know, Air Force One, Star Wars, you know, Indiana. You know, I mean, it's just the the guy just picks great parts and and he does a great job. So. And the, the the cool thing about Blade Runner, you know, it was right in that time when he was working on Star Wars, right in you know, in indie was you know, and all that. And so it's 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 another version of him during that era, which it which is cool to me. So, uh, you know, when they do a sequel, when they you know, they talked about doing a Blade Runner uh, sequel movie for a long, long time. You know, it was um, it was rumored and talked about for for a long time, and it was. You know, Harrison Ford. I think it has a lot of power in saying these things, and I think he waited. You know, some of some of I think the the wait was was for him to get to the point where they had a story and a script that he was happy with. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs, and I'm not going to get into that here. Maybe I'll one day in the future. Maybe when it comes out on video uh, for this movie for Blade Runner 2049, I will uh, cover it in more depth. You know, when people have a chance to see it, have seen it, but. You know, I think this movie was was great, was excellent. Uh, the the new one I'm talking about now, I've shifted to that. I think it's a it's a worthy follow-up, especially given the time lapse between the original and now and, and now this. I think there's a big big, you know, you're taking a big chance of of people are going to say, "Oh, it's not as good as the original," or it's this or that. I, I try not to think like that. I try to look at it as it's sort of its own movie. Although there, this movie definitely calls back to a lot of things from the original. I mean, there's there's really no question to me uh, that you you need to have seen the original movie to to appreciate and understand this movie. So I'll get that out of the way too. Uh, it, it's not. Um, I mean, Harrison Ford is back as Rick Deckard. So I mean, you know, g- give you that. You know that that um, it. While it's, in a way, not exactly a direct follow-up because a lot of time has elapsed, it it certainly takes that movie and and kind of expands on it. So uh, is is that the best way to put it? I don't know. Uh, Dennis... How do you say this guy's name? Villeneuve? Something like that. Uh, The director, excellent job. I mean, this movie... It just fits so much into feeling like Blade Runner and feeling like the original uh, without being like... Let's just repeat that, right? Uh, I, I think there's a lot of um, really interesting things going on in this movie, and Ryan Gosling uh, is is amazing as the is the new younger Blade Runner type character. I don't want to say too much about like I said about this movie in general, but uh, just just everybody was excellent in it, all the cast, the the look, the sounds, the feel I, I, I can't uh, I can't say enough. I will say one thing. You know when you when you if you if when you go see this movie, kind of settle in, kick back, make sure you've used the restroom before you sit in, because it's it's a long movie. I, I think it's about two and a half hours or so, something like that. Maybe even a tad more than that. Um, and it's rated R. I'm pretty sure. Based on okay, here we go. It's two hours and forty three minutes, and it's rated R. So you know, I mean, I think the you know the original was rated R too. So this again it's not a this is not a kid movie this is not even really a young teen movie um i think younger people uh, well i don't even i'm not even gonna say what i was gonna say about that so if you're a fan if you've if you enjoy the original i have no no qualms no doubts to tell you to go see this movie you you will enjoy it i think if you if you appreciate it enjoy the first one there's no doubts to in my mind at least that you'll enjoy this one um if you're somebody that's kind of on the fence with the original movie i don't know it's hard to say but I I really really liked it. I mean I, a even more than I thought it was going to, and I can't say really uh, enough good about it. I, I just think it's it's an amazing achievement, and, and it's not it's not like the kind of movie you get these days in sci-fi. So, for those out there, yes, it's a sequel to a movie. But for those out there that say every movie out there is a comic book movie, you know these days, or or, or just a robot smash-up movie, you know, or something, whatever they say uh... or car chasing movies this is not like any other movie out there except for the original blade Runner. so um, you have that going for it at the least so it's it's really really good I, I hope i haven't gushed too much and got your hopes up too much i always there's a fine line you walk when you talk about um, uh... movies or television or books or anything that you recommend to people you know if you really liked it you don't want to hype it up too much because maybe they won't or maybe that you'll get their expectations too high uh, it's just a good, solid movie. We'll leave it at that. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm going to take a short break. I'm going to come back, talk, touch just a little bit on Discovery a bit more, and then we'll talk about the um, the Orville with Seth MacFarlane. I'll be back in a moment.
0: I'm Jen, and I'm Angela from the Anomaly Podcast, and you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi.
1: So Star Trek Discovery, the newest Star Trek series, the one that's uh, now only being seen or, or aired or shown on uh, the CBS All Access Network. We won't talk about that. If you want to pay for it, pay for it, watch it. If you don't, that's your decision. So, All right. So we've had three episodes so far. We had the original first pilot episode of the Vulcan. Hello we had the second episode that that started the CBS All Access run uh Battle at the Binary Stars. That was the first premiere night and then last weekend we got Context is for Kings episode 3. Uh I think this is now uh, getting into the show that we're going to be basically seeing, you know, the the first two episodes were basically a pilot kind of movie, you know, and and the the things, scenes have changed. Oh, I should have probably, spoiler warning, I mean, I'm not going to touch on really exacting topics in these things, but if you haven't seen these episodes, if you're not watching CBS All Access, if that would bother you for me to mention any little tidbit, well, stop listening. So there you go. Uh, The third one, Context is for Kings, brings, uh, of course, Michael Burnham, uh, the character that's the main focus of the show, onto uh, the Discovery. Uh, under the captain, or under the command of uh, Captain uh, Gabriel, I think that's his first name. Yeah, Gabriel Lorca, uh, played by Jason Isaacs. So um, it, this 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 episode was quite a bit different than the first two, of course, because now we're on a different ship. We have we get introduced to a lot of different characters. We get introduced to this captain that's quite a bit different than any other Starfleet Star Trek captain that we've ever seen. He's he's a little bit. Um, uh, dangerous is a word I would use for him. He feels a little edgy and a little bit, uh, kind of like he's not quite all, you know, everything's going on upstairs that should be maybe or whatever, but he also seems quite capable and he also seems quite, uh, driven and focused on, on doing whatever he needs to do to, um, to stop this war with the Klingons that started. So we're, we, you know, we pick up, uh, I think it was six months later, uh, and and Burnham, of course, with what happened, uh, she is you know a prisoner basically, and uh, and and she ends up aboard the Discovery, and and then you know little things happen. They run into this other ship uh, again. I'm not going to go by blow by blow at all, but I'm just going to give you my overall impressions. You know, I really like now that we're on the Discovery, uh, the what's going on. I think it's really interesting. I, I I think the captain is really interesting. I like the look of the show and the and the ships and. You know, I'm gonna kind of try to slowly let go of. Okay, does it does it not quite look like, you know, this is 10 years before the original series? The only thing I'll say about that is I'm I'm reading this new Star Trek Discovery book. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. I'm listening to it on audio, um, but you'll find it if you just search Star Trek Discovery in Amazon or Audible or whatever. You'll you'll find it. There's only one book out there, so it's got a picture of Burnham on the cover. But it's said about that book set about a year before uh, the, um, the Vulcan hello, you know, the start of uh, this series. And you get a lot of backstory. But the reason I'm bringing it up a little bit is um, the, uh, there, there's a ton of things in that book that reference to the prime Star Trek universe. And there have been things in the shows that have referenced that. So whether the look is the same or right or whatever, it's, it doesn't matter in a way because there's plenty of things in there. There's a there's a lot in the book. Uh, specifically, let's just say this. I, I'll, I'll just put out the because it, it happens early in the book. The Enterprise shows up. So <laughs> there you go. Um, but uh, the um, so the point the point being is uh, that whole argument, whether it looks right or not, I, I completely agree that it does not. This doesn't look like the original series in any way. It doesn't look like how Star Trek looked during the cage, the original pilot, which is close to the time of this series. But all that being said, it doesn't matter because it's the Prime Universe. That's what they're saying. So, yeah, I, I feel like it shouldn't have been in a way. Maybe it would have been better, but um, for whatever reason, and I, I can only think that the reason is is that they can use things directly from the Prime Universe that they that they want to keep the separation of the movies and the TV, like Kelvin Universe going on out there uh, from the television show. I I think I got to think that that was the primary reason to keep tv trek you know prime universe movie trek kelvin universe or jj abrams universe i i think that's the only reason and uh I, you know would they it have been better if that that was the, that was the decision to make this this series look a little bit different or as one podcast pointed out that i listened to this past week about this why didn't they just set this in like the future a little bit you know and had the klingons break away from us or have some other aliens we were fighting it, you know, they, they could have easily done that and still called it the Prime Universe, right? But who knows how these guys in Paramount and CBS think when they dream all this stuff up or the creators or the the people that make them it. But, um, I, you know, that I don't think it's really truthfully that. I mean, once once you've got things established, it, it doesn't really matter. This is the, the way the show is going to look. You know, wh- will they ever, you know, there was a comment, I think, on the Facebook group about will they ever run into... Uh, you know, will they ever run into the Enterprise or a Constitution-class starship with those people, with those uniforms, the look of that ship and everything like that. And and I, I if the show has a good long run, I, I, I have no doubts that they will run into that. And, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not a military guy. I don't know how military, you know, and, and organizations work of, you know, uniforms, why they would, why one branch or one ship type would be different, that different than another for uniforms. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. In the future, they could do whatever they want, right? So I know I'm, I feel like I'm being a little bit of an apologist or, you know, having to explain all these things. But I, I guess the main thing I'm just trying to get across is you just have to kind of let that go a little bit. Like you kind of have to let go if you wanted to watch this show six bucks a month, you know, you just have to let that go and not let that permeate and invade everything and everything about your your feeling on this show you know like just sit back and say hey it, it's it's you know i i think uh angela's husband jim said it said something it's 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 trek like or something i forget how she said he worded it but it's a it's a uh a trek themed uh <laughs> star trek show uh, does that make sense i don't know uh, but I'm enjoying it. It's very, very different than any other trek. I I, I want to see how this all airs and plans and, and rolls out. I, I I do think it's interesting that they're going with this very uh, arc story arc um, driven plot and, and and you know maybe we'll get a couple of standalone episodes or but maybe we won't. I don't know. It's very hard to tell at this point. Uh, you know, Doctor Who, over the last few years, as I've watched Doctor Who, it's very interesting how they are able to blend uh, kind of stories, episode to episode, sometimes that that are standalone. And then, you know, you'll have a standalone episode or two, and then maybe you'll have one that relates to the main kind of storyline going on for the season. But I think with this show, with uh, Star Trek Discovery, I think it's going to all be about the war with the klingons, michael burnham's character and and all that. But I like the cast. I like I like uh, how things are going and, and I and I do kind of like how it's different. If if they had thrown us new Star Trek series that was like the let's call it the Orville and this will be a segue to talk about the Orville where it felt very much like a, a a Trek show from 10 20 years ago. You would have had bunches of people that would have said, "Ah, you know, I've seen all that before," right? Uh, so I, I don't know how you can win exactly. I mean, I I'll go back to I'll I'll throw out there. Go back to what I always wanted them to do for a new truck, which would be to set it about a hundred years past Voyager, and you know uh, the end of Voyager, I guess, was the farthest out we went, right? Or Nemesis was a little post Voyager. I forget, but just set it past about a hundred years past that, like they did with TNG, and then just go from there. I still feel like that that would have been uh, the best approach rather than to shove these things into timelines. But this is what we're left with. It's new Trek. I'm enjoying it. Uh, and I'm not just enjoying it because it's it's new Trek after all this time. I am truly really eagerly excited on Sundays now uh, to have a new Star Trek uh, new Star Trek uh, episode to sit down to at night. Uh, so so that's that. Uh, we'll see what goes. Uh, we got uh, a new episode tonight with one of the longest Star Trek episode titles. <laughs> ever uh the butcher's knife cares not for the lamb's cry so you know it, it kind of to me well the, there's a preview out for it that that looks like they get into some fighting with the klingons directly on the from the discovery so it, it basically it, it the, the title seems to echo to me like in other words the butcher does what the butcher has to do right and the discovery and captain lorca and burnham are going to do what they have to do to to win or to fight the Klingons, right? Whether it's maybe going to be, you know, it's it's very current day, you know, because there's always questions and comments about things that go on in in war now and things that aren't even true wars, you know, like w- what's the price you pay to to keep your people safe, to keep your country safe or whatever. So it's very Star Trek. Uh, But, okay, I've already blown 25 minutes or so on other things besides the main topic. So one more quick break, and then we're going to get right into um, a very, very unexpected, very cool uh, show and surprise, and I'm very happy with the way this show is turning out, uh, called The Orville. Be right back.
0: Hi, this is Robin Curtis, and I played Lieutenant Slavik in Star Trek 3 and 4. You're listening to Rico on Treks and Sci-Fi.
1: So the Orville, uh, this Fox show uh, premiered this fall. We've had four episodes so far. Let me see here. What have we had so far? We've had five episodes so far. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we've had two more. We've only had three Discovery and five uh, Orvilles. So what? I feel like I'm uh, doing that uh, Christmas song. We've had five Orvilles, three Discoveries, I'm not a great singer. What can I say? All right. So uh, Seth MacFarlane, the the guy, you know, uh, to begin with, I've probably mentioned on the podcast at some point in time, I'm a big Seth MacFarlane fan. There are some people that don't really like his shows or his humor. Uh, I like him. I think he's a likable guy. I, I like Family Guy. I still watch Family Guy, which had a great uh, premiere episode, which was hilarious, about uh, Peter on the show never winning an Emmy for uh, – for Family Guy, and and then they went into the, all these little skits on trying to blend in shows that have done that have won Emmys into the animated Family Guy. So I like Family Guy, American Dad. I've liked the movie Seth MacFarlane. I mean, does he does do some crude crude humor and off color jokes sometimes? Sure, but uh, you know, comedians have to push the envelope a little bit. I feel like, uh, but he's he's well known. It's been said before. Uh, he's he's a big big Trek fan. Uh, Big, big fan of Star Trek. Uh, He was on the, he he had a, was it only one episode or two? He showed up in engineering on Enterprise uh, once or twice when it was airing. Uh, So it's, uh, he has a lot of history with Star Trek. He grew up on it. Uh, And and according to what I'm reading here on the Wikipedia entry, he says this was inspired by, of course, Star Trek and the Twilight Zone as well. And also he was encouraged to, to do this, um because the guardians of the galaxy so that that you know no mention in this little blurb anywhere about galaxy quest uh which was a lot of what people were saying about it but um so anyway uh the the overall storyline if, if you guys haven't seen um the orville yet if anyone out there uh, i'm going to there may be a few slight spoilers in here but i'm going to just kind of talk about the show overall maybe play a couple of clips and uh and tell you guys just what I'm thinking about it or what I've, you know, my opinion, which I've already basically said I'm enjoying it. So there you go. So we have Seth MacFarlane. He was the creator of the show. He plays Captain Ed Mercer. Uh, he is, of course, the captain of the Orville, which is a, a ship much like the Enterprise, uh, a USS Orville, it's called. So they even kept that. I mentioned, uh, I think it was on the Discovery cast, that I still, I'm still like... Uh, you know how are they doing this thing? I mean, I mean, did CBS and or Paramount like have to give them an A OK? Like, okay, sure, go ahead, do that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I just like uh, I don't know. But uh, we have Adrian Pilecki, uh, who is uh, Commander Kelly Grayson. She's the first officer. She's also happens to be Ed Mercer's ex-wife. Uh, so they've got that little uh, thing going on. Although I feel like the, as the shows have gone on. Uh, so far, now they're getting to a point where that, that sort of settled in a little. Um, we have uh, uh, we have Penny Johnson Gerald, uh, who played Cassidy uh, Cassidy Yates, right on DS Nine, uh, Cisco's love interest. There, she's Dr. Claire Finn. We have Scott Grimes as Lieutenant Gordon Malloy. He's the pilot of the ship, uh, goofy guy, probably the most comedic character on the show. Uh, we have um, an actor named Peter Makin, who's Le- Com- Lieutenant Commander Bortis, who's sort of like the warf-like character, is the biggest or the most visible alien on the show, I guess, except maybe the um, artificial intelligence character, uh, Isaac, who is played by Mark Jackson, the voice at least. Uh, we have uh, Halston Sage is her name, the actress who's playing the young Lieutenant Alara Catan. Uh, We have Jay Lee uh, playing Lieutenant John Lamar. He's the navigator. already talked about Isaac. Uh, We have Clyden, uh, who is um, the, who is, sorry, uh, Bordas's mate uh, of this all male species. A little bit more about that later played by Chad Coleman. So, uh, and uh, we have uh, Larry Joe Campbell, the actor. Uh, He is the engineer, Steve Newton. So, so that's about it. And, uh, you know this show—it's it, it, really interesting. They've—they've um, they've really done some uh, very much send-ups of old Star Trek storylines. Really, uh, you know, they've—they've they've had a—you uh, know—I maybe I don't want to jump right into the storylines and the plots. Let's talk a little bit more about the background. So I'm reading some of this off Wikipedia. Uh, so McFarland wrote this as a spec script. He was given a 13-episode order by Fox. So so people keep that in mind. Right now we're only getting. Um, we're not getting really like a full 20 episode ish or whatever season uh, of this show. We're only getting 13 episodes. We're actually getting more episodes of Star Trek Discovery than we are of The Orville. I think Discovery was 15, is what they made it. It was the final number. Um, that was back in May of 2016. Uh, this is the first live action series created by McFarlane. And it's, it, it's the first time he starred in a live, um, uh, a regular television series. He started movies. Uh, but as a, as a uh, live action he, he obviously does a lot of voices for family guy but this is um this is the first time he's been on a regular network tv show as you know as himself in a way uh or you know live action there we go uh what else the Projects Greenlight. He says he, he basically, um, McFarlane said he wanted to do something like you know this show ever since he was a kid, and the timing feels right. He thinks it's going to be something special. Uh, you know, he again, he's a big Trek fan, so um, and the cast we already talked about, um, John Favreau, um, he directed the pilot episode, Jonathan Frakes and Robert Duck McNeil, you know. Riker and Paris uh, are going to direct episodes. So basically, there are a lot of Star Trek connections here. There's also this topic, topic, comment thing I heard. I think it's sort of confirmed that Patrick Stewart is going to show up on the show uh, at some point this first season. So uh, that's cool. Uh, Patrick Stewart does voices for um, American Dad. Uh, he plays uh, the character, main character Stan on there. He plays his boss at the FBI. So. Um what else? Um yeah. So th- that's b- basically about it. Uh it is a show set about 400 years in the future. Uh there is this, you know, you know, galaxy much like the Federation. There's a starfleet kind of thing going on. And you know, there there are all these ships out there exploring and doing diplomatic missions. So th- this is this is basically, you know, TNG reimagined with a little bit of jokes thrown into. Uh, you you have a very much like TNG look looking show, the the sets inside look very much like the Enterprise from TNG. Uh, there's there's just a ton of things that are I mean the the uniforms the colors the the lighting even uh, it's uh, it's really incredible to me and it, and it's okay I, I I'm fine with that I love TNG and to to get a new show and. And they've, they've really done some interesting things with, with stories here and, and, and messages, and uh, they're not really shying away. They're not playing it all for laughs. If this was just a, a, a straight-up comedy thing, I think people would not be paying as close attention to it. I, I mean, there's a lot of talk out there right now with two Trek-type shows out there, this and Discovery. And there's a lot of, you know, we're getting into this Star Wars or Star Trek kind of commentary of like, oh, the, or- the Orville is much more like Star Trek TV shows, you know, not Discovery. And, uh, you know, I'm only, you know, gonna get behind that one or whatever. And I'm like, I, I like Star Wars. I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. I like the Orville. I like Discovery so far. I mean, I'm, I'm, I just want to see where these goes. The go. The the other thing is, there's only been three episodes of Discovery, five episodes of the Orville. That's nothing. That that, that that is nothing. I mean, we, we all should remember back to how long, really, TNG took. I mean, I, I think the general consensus, and my certainly consensus, while I enjoyed some things in Season 1 and Season 2 of TNG, it didn't really start to get good and interesting and the characters really solidified and the stories and everything until tell about Season 3, right? So, I mean, we're barely into either of these shows. So and I know this is we're in a day and age, like I said at the beginning of the, today's podcast, where things are moving much quicker and people are immediately, yay or nay, thumbs up, thumbs down. I it, it's like I, I was somebody was talking to me the other day. I don't know how it came up in conversation, but you know, there's that Tinder app, swipe left, sw- swipe right. So so I get this, you know, when you when you're trying to you know date people or whatever. There's this there's this tendency out there. The minute people see. You know, ten seconds of a new TV show or a movie preview, or or read a page of a book or or, or whatever They're, they want to immediately go. Nope, thumbs up, thumbs down. I have this. I, I've I've somewhat said it a few times. I've joked a little bit about it in a way, maybe not really joked. I don't know. Uh, but but I've said I'm at least trying shows for three episodes or so before uh, before I um, make up my mind completely. Uh, the uh, whether I'm going to continue to watch them. At least give it a few episodes and try. Uh, even three is really kind of probably not enough. But there's so much stuff to watch right now. There's so many things uh, on television and and at the movies that I have to kind of keep. Um, I have to limit, limit it a bit. Um, like I was going to talk, I, I forgot at the beginning, I should have talked a little bit about The Gifted and The Inhuman Show. The Gifted I really like so far. I'm taking a little side sidebar here. I only saw one episode of that, but I really liked it sort of a mutant X-Men type show on television. So check that out Monday nights on Fox. That's another Fox show. I think, um, the inhumans show, it's only going to have eight episodes. I've already watched three. It's kind of like, eh, uh, yeah, not big, big thrills for that show, but I might keep watching just because it's only eight episodes. So, uh, it's not like I'm committing to years of watching it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'll be surprised if after the eight episodes, anything more comes from that show. But, um, the Inhumans as a as a as a concept anyway for television I think is difficult to do. And I don't want to talk too much about that. I want to get back to the Orville. But those are my comments about those two other shows. But the point is, the reason it popped into my head is there's just a lot of stuff to watch. So but but anything trek related, I'm just gonna give it full, full, you know, full warp speed, you know, just watch it all and, and, and see what I think. I mean we've waited so long. <laughs> we've been getting like a trek movie, what every three years or so and we've had three of those since since like enterprise ended i mean that's all the star trek we've had unless you were reading the comics like i am or reading an occasional star trek book like i am but other than that you know and 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 you think back also and remember the the big gaps in in star wars right you know it it, we, we took a long time before we got to the prequels then there was a quite a bit of a gap before we got to these um post uh, whatever we want to call it, new Star Wars films, post uh, Return of the Jedi. So, eh, you know, there's just... uh, I just want to try to enjoy these things for what, you know, I can for right now. If they only last a season each, Orville and Discovery, well, I'll enjoy a season of them. If both of them go on or one of them goes on and one doesn't or whatever, I'll enjoy it for while while it's here, kind of a thing. And that's the way I try to do most things in life. It's like enjoy... Enjoy what you have. Enjoy the time. Enjoy the uh, the moment. Enjoy the moment. Like we went to this wedding last week, and it was really great to see some of my family. We don't get together that often anymore. I I mean, not immediate family like brothers, sisters, you know, parents, and that kind of stuff. I'm talking about you know cousins and that. And you know, some of us are in the area, some of us are not. But it was great to see everybody. But you know, you got to enjoy the moment for for when you get it. Uh, so. I'm getting very, very, uh, you know, uh, not philosoph- philosophical. What, what, what's the word I want to? Um, nostalgic? That's not the right word. I don't know. Who cares? Hey, I've been talking a lot. feel like I need some uh, green tea here. So I'm going to play. Um, let me find a clip or two here and play it from the Orville for you and uh, to give you a little bit of a feel for the show if you haven't seen it uh, again it's it's pretty fun and when I come back after I play this clip I'll talk a little bit more about the episode so far what I've liked and uh, and more on that so I'll be right back
0: oh man our ship looks like crap now
1: it's a bioship biggest bioship anyone's ever seen
0: Isaac life form readings yes commander millions I wonder who they are Why, they're out here. If their engines are dead and they're drifting toward a star, why wouldn't they be transmitting a distress signal? Maybe it's not functioning either. I mean, if the ship is that old. Well, regardless, they're in trouble. We're going to have to make contact. What do we say to them? Hi, we live in the trailer across the street. We have jumper cables. We'll split up. Kelly, you and Alara head to starboard. Claire and Isaac and I will take the port side. (whistles) Mercer to Orville. Mercer to Orville, do you read? It would seem neither the Orville scanners nor communications will penetrate the hull. All right, Isaac, head back to the shuttle, contact the Orville, tell them we're going to take a look around. We'll check back in three hours. Aye, sir. OK, we'll rendezvous back here at 1,300 hours ship's time. Right. Th- wait, that's... 1 PM. 1 PM. Right, sorry, that always screws me up. OK. <laughs>
1: So there gives you a little bit of a taste for the Orville. If you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, that that uh, clip there is from uh, episode four. If the star should appear, which is the name of the the episode where they discover this huge uh ship um, that's actually like a you know the inside of the ship is more or less like a planet. It, it, it's sort of an artificial little ecosystem, and the people have kind of it's a classic sci-fi tale. The people have forgotten that they're actually on a ship. They don't realize it. Uh, but um, but so anyway, you can get a little bit of a feel for the for the cast, for the the humor. I do like Ed Mercer's Seth MacFarlane's constant like not knowing what's thirteen hundred hours, what's sixteen hundred hours. I am the same way. <laughs> I just sometimes I I'm like that comes up occasionally for things, and I'm like okay, because um, I deal with for my job, I deal with uh, other countries quite a bit in Europe and and some of those places will use military time more and and i'm like okay you guys want to have a call at 1800 hours what all right that's 1800 your time which is really noon your time you're six hours ahead of us so that's you know what i mean (laughs) it's just like uh sorry did i yeah whatever um or no did i I think i just said that wrong did i say 1800 is noon no I, i always think i was doing the time difference um time zone difference but you get my point. Uh, I, I, I'm enjoying the little bit of humor. It was, in the first few episodes, I felt like it was a little bit in your face too much. Uh, you know, it was very hard to sort of, you know, it seemed like, the is this a comedy? Is this a drama? What is it? And now I think it's become basically more or less Star Trek, uh, I was going to say Star Trek light, where it, it's, it's Star Trek with a little bit of humor sprinkled in now and then, but um, but it that's okay. Uh, I I I'm good with that. So the episodes we've had five episodes so far. We've had the the pilot episode, uh, Old Wounds, which is mostly about Mercer getting his ship and that kind of stuff, um, and introducing the cast and the characters a bit. We have Command Performance, which um, which ends up putting um, the two main uh, characters Ed and Kelly, or uh, you know the captain and his first officer who used to be married. They get stuck in this um, this prison, uh, uh, basically uh, uh, like a zoo, which is a very Twilight Zone uh, t- slash even Star Trek type of episode. The, um, the third episode is probably the most uh, intense episode they've done and, and the most telling of, of these days. Um, it's called About a Girl, and the, the story was about um, Bordis and Clyden, the two male. From this basically all male species, had an egg, and um, the the baby turns out to be a female uh, when it's when it hatches or whatever. And the 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 storyline here that goes on is they want the doctor of the Orville to to perform a sex change on this newborn, and make this female baby male to match the their their culture and their and their their whole culture and society is basically completely male, and and of course with all the gender discussions in present day this, this is a very timely subject right and uh and i'm not going to say that much i mean that's you'd get that from a preview and all i'm not going to say what happens but there's a there's a lot of interesting things that are brought up in that episode that are, that are really strong strong themes, strong ideas and for a show like this to do that is it's pretty impressive i like it uh, I, I'm always for anything, you know, the, the idea of allegory and, and, and sci-fi shows doing things that, that comment on present day. I mean, that's one of the main reasons I love Star Trek in general. So uh, the next one is the one we just played the clip from, or I played the clip from, uh, whoever else is here with me. <laughs> if the star should appear about the giant uh, ship out there drifting, um, that was a sort of a mini uh, mini little society thing going on. And, and then the most recent one, which was just on—the its, show has moved to Thursday nights. It, it premiered—it started on—was uh, it Mondays? I guess it was Monday. Monday or Sunday? I've lost track. I think it was Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. That's right. Um, but um, but now it's on Thursdays, at least in the U.S. on Fox. Uh, Priya, which uh, guest starred Charlize Theron uh, as a um, this alien that they um, discover and they save. So— um, Alien. I don't want to give too much away because that just aired. So, but uh, Priya. Anyway, that uh, Charlize uh, did a movie with um, Seth MacFarlane, and they're pretty good friends, obviously. So she did this, and they they even had a they've had a few other name guest stars on this show. So uh, Seth MacFarlane is pretty well known and pretty well, I think, uh, connected and liked in Hollywood. I think we're going to see some other guest stars pop up. Like I said the, the talk was, uh, Patrick Stewart was going to be on there and, and, and so forth. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's pretty cool. And, 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 each episode to me gets a little bit more firm on the feel of the show. Like there are some jokes even in the most recent one, but they're, they're not too far out there. Although there was a pretty weird practical joke kind of thing that they did in this recent episode. But, uh, the show the show really looks good too. I like the I like the Orville, the design of the Orville. I think it's kind of different. I I like the ship. Uh one thing and it, you know, I don't like to get into, you know, picking too much, but one of the things that I do have a little trouble with the show uh, and it is sort of related to the comedy a little bit, but um there's a lot of colloquial, colloquialisms, there's a lot of references to Things in our current day, like even the comment in the clip I played about um, where Kelly, the first officer, says something about, we live in the trailer next door, do you want to ask if we have jumper cables? I have a hard time with 400 years in the future people knowing what that all means. It it doesn't really make sense at all. I know this is sci-fi, and it's not supposed to maybe all, but, but there are these references. I mean, they watch some old TV shows and movies. Um, there's a Kermit, the frog on, on the captain's desk. And I'm okay with that a little bit, you know, just tiny little things from things long gone. I mean, there are, uh, there are people that collect artifacts, you know, Picard was in like a, you know, a budding archeologist, you know, he had little artifacts around his, his place, but, but there's a bit much on that. You know, there's, there's like, it, it's, it, it, it takes me out of the the show a little and out of the moment it's not a big deal it's not a huge thing i get why they do it it's it's easy for the audience to understand those those terms if they used phrases and things related to their time we might not really understand it or get it right but that's where they have to sort of be a little more creative i think to a degree um it's fine it's fine and uh it's not again a big deal I just wanted to point it out that when they when they pull things like that, I, I I just get pulled out of the show a bit. It's like, you know, it's like I'm watching you know people on a on a Hollywood soundstage doing, uh, you know, joking around, and and it they have to stay sort of in in the era they're at, I, I guess. And and other people may may not bother them like it does me. It doesn't really bother me a ton, but I I hope they keep that down a little bit. Um, but we'll see. But no, this show is really good. The cast is good. I, I I really like all the characters, all the cast people. I think it was it's really strong. I like um, especially I I do enjoy like I said, Seth MacFarlane. I like Adrian Pilecki. I I was sad when she left uh, uh, Agents of Shield because she was frankly one of the best characters and the best people on that show. And I was sad when that happened. But now she's doing this. Obviously, um, I like the fact that you've got this young girl uh, who's super strong, Alara, uh, you know, there's this phrase that they keep using, uh, about, um, Hey, Alara, open the, you want to open that jar of pickles when, you know, they'll go to these ships or these places and they can't open a door and, and, you know, the captain always, always tries it first, you know, Seth MacFarlane's character, Ed Mercer, he, he's always trying these, these rusty old doors first. And, and then he turns to alara who's with him and says hey you want to open this jar of pickles I like the when they get their own little phrases and things in the show worked in there so uh so that's fun I uh I, yeah it's a good show uh and and I think people should give it a shot if you haven't given it a shot yet that's one of the reasons I do these podcasts give it a try let me play a uh let me play another little bit of a clip for you from the uh from one of the episodes and and give you another little bit of a feel for uh For this, I think this is a preview, maybe um, what episode? I think it's maybe episode two or three or something. I think Kelly's getting interrogated in this episode by this evil commander guy.
0: One more time. Who are you and where are the others? I already told you, you stupid son of a bitch. Our vessel encountered yours drifting in space and we're trying to help you before you fall into that star and get your nuts burned off. And I've told you you're lying. Because there is no such place. Again, where are your friends? Well, last time I saw them, one of them was banging your mom, and the other one was high-fiving him. Where are your friends? OK. I'll tell you. There's a little coffee shop. On Lafayette Street in Soho, called Central Park. My friends are there. Just please, don't hurt the monkey.
1: Wait, before you click away, do me a favor. <laughs> yeah that's uh i mean that that scene is is both intense but there's a lot of you know there's jokes in there too which uh which i do have to say i get a kick out of i i i have this sort of personal uh like uh i i i like it when when tv or movies do this scene where there's the classic thing of where someone's tied to a chair they're getting beat up and and they're they're like this is why i like deadpool so much and then they joke back with the guy that's beating him up like he you hit like my grandma or something like that I, I I always that that's like a it's a trope but I always get a kick out of it I just I always feel like if that ever happened to me I I, I would like to feel like that that I wouldn't just give up to go you know give up everything I knew and and that I would have enough guts to say yeah yeah you know um like like Kelly says in that scene about uh what's going to happen to this guy and and, and everything and but the but you, that's another good example though that's an example of what i was just talking about where she references the tv show friends um but but you know there there were um you remember in voyager i guess uh where um tom paris had a real fondness for old like old old sci-fi serials like buck rogers and flash gordon and he c- created the uh the Captain Proton, um, you know, little holodeck scenario thing. So I guess there's a precedent a bit, but it's it it, it just sometimes comes off. There I'm okay with it because it falls into that, like I said, the category of what I really love when when anyone's being te- tor- tortured or whatever. You know, if if they joke back with whoever's doing it, like the scene in the the Deadpool movie. Uh, if you've seen that, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, when when Deadpool is tied down and they're gonna do some things to him, uh, it's. Uh, I that that's I'll, I'm a sucker for that. No matter when they do that, uh, every time. So, uh, so yeah, it, it is. Hey, you know what, folks and everyone, we're we're living in a great you know fall season here of TV. We're living in a great time. We have two Star Trek like I'll just keep calling it like that. We have two Star Trek type shows. Um, you know, Discovery for the fairly serious right now seems to be, and and, and Orville, which is both serious and lighthearted. I, I'm enjoying both of them. I will say a, a couple last comments. Maybe I'll play another clip, too. First thing I wanted to say about uh, our commentary is uh, the uh, ratings. Uh, there's a, a comic book podcast. They always call it Ratings, Ratings. Uh, I'm not going to rate the shows. I don't do that. But I was going to talk about the the viewer ratings. Uh, when uh, Orville moved from its uh, other time slot to where it's at now, Uh, from, uh, let me, I'll just give you the, uh, let's see, the rating shares from episode one to five. I'll run it down here. These are supposedly uh, based on viewers in millions. Uh, The premiere, of course, 8.56. Well, that's to be expected. Plus, I think it was after like a football game or something. Uh, Number two, 6.63. Four, or sorry, episode three, uh, four, we're down to four now. We're down to less than half the original pilot viewers. Number four, we're down to 3.7. And Priya, 3.4 so while that's still maybe not a bad number and it's getting about a one rating share which is a different way of measuring these things it's dropped off a lot uh especially since they moved it to i I wish it wasn't on thursdays at nine i i I watched both gotham and and uh the orville right uh and they put gotham on uh, on um thursday night which it used to be on monday but anyway gotham is on at eight and the Orville is on at nine. I would flop those. To me, I mean, yeah, there's some off-color humor, like you heard even in that clip a little bit about you, you know, what what somebody was doing to somebody's mama. Uh, but uh, but Gotham is a much darker show and a much more adult show overall, in my opinion. I would move Gotham to nine o'clock and put the Orville on at eight. Uh, plus, I, I, I past about nine. There aren't a lot of shows that I watch. I'll watch them the next day. So, uh, uh, but. Um, but I think it's weird that they have it that way. Uh, to me, to me, the Orville is a much, a much more eight o'clock show than than Gotham is. Uh, Fox, are you listening? You guys listen to my podcast, right? So, um, but yeah, this is exciting. We, you know, Star Trek's back. Uh, the Orville, we have too. Uh, it, it's it's really cool, and we have some other neat shows. Neat, neat. What am I, Clark Kent? Um, well, I, I wish I was maybe, but uh, but anyway. Um, the Gifted, I, I really was impressed with that first episode. If that show turns out to be what it feels like from the first episode, it's going to be good. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, so that's very cool. And uh, and Inhumans, well, let's just not talk about that. Let's just wait for Shield to come back in December. Uh, the other thing happening this past week was the big New York New New I can't talk anymore. New York Comic Con was going on. Some th- little bits of things came out from there. And of course, the big the big the big I was going to say the big mama, the big pajama, the big pajama mama, the big... What am I trying to say? Well, the big thing happening is tomorrow night, tomorrow night at, I think, during halftime, what I heard uh, is when is the time it's going to air, but during Monday Night Football, uh, we're going to get the first real trailer to uh, The Last Jedi. So, hey, <laughs> how cool is that? and please oh please if i have one one wish or one request please have in the trailer luke with a lightsaber ignited in his in his mechanical hand or whatever i just want to see that please please show me that i just i just want to see that or or him just walking up to to kylo ren and just igniting his lightsaber please or something like that i i just oh oh i'm so so dying to see luke back in action um but, um, okay, so tomorrow, yeah, Star Wars fans like us who are also Star Trek fans, uh, pretty exciting. All right, let me uh, – you know, I think I'm just going to kind of wind down the show. I don't have the next few episodes uh, laid out for the podcast. I do think that um, next week probably will be a guest spot, and then I might be back for two in a row because uh, I want to do a Halloween Halloween episode on the 29th. I have some work trips coming up. Um, both the week of looks like probably october 16th and i'm actually going to be um gonna actually be out in las vegas yeah let's not talk about that but i'm going to be out there for the big car show that i go to each year at the end of this month i'm actually going to be out there on on halloween this year um so um but it's a cool show it's a cool car show and i'm looking forward to that actually so um but anyway with all that said yeah um, let's just wrap up today's show. We're at about an hour or so anyway, that's a good amount. And, uh, I'll probably, maybe I'll finish off the episode with one more Orville clip. Uh, I hope this has made people, uh, you know, be interested in these shows. If you're already watching them, fantastic. If you're maybe watching one and not the other, well, Hey, check them both out. I, I, I think you'd enjoy them. If you like Trek, I think you'll probably enjoy both these shows. Um, so, uh, so yeah. And, and, you know, Hey, six bucks a month. I'll just say it one more time, you know it's not that bad. You, you know, really it, it's, uh, it's not, it's not too much. Uh, the, um, I will say, Oh, I wanted to comment. I think it was, um, uh, somebody emailed me about this. I forget who it was. Um, but there is an option to do CBS all access like, um, annually, you save a couple of dollars. It's not a big savings, but there is a way to do that. Um, if you're interested at all. So, uh, and I'm still tempted to go to the no commercial plan. But uh, all right, folks. Uh, hey, the Orville. Cool show. Star Trek Discovery. Cool show. Uh, the Gifted. Cool show. Blade Runner 2049. Awesome movie. Really, really good. Uh, I, I just uh, I just that world is just so fascinating to me. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, it was fun to do another solo podcast. Be back in the uh, center seat, so to speak, for the podcast. And uh, I'm sure we're going to do another Skype cast with the the gang, talk more about Discovery and the Orville together as a group, um, probably sooner than later, I would think. Uh, And certainly, uh, I think they've added one more episode to the fall run of Discovery. I think we're going to get eight or nine now, uh, taking us to about around the middle of November or so. Then there'll be a break for about, I don't know how long it's going to be exactly, at least till January. So there's going to be about a good month and a half or more where where Discovery will be off the air, and probably probably Orville is just going to push its way all the way through, I would think, uh, but we'll see how that works out. So again, uh, thanks for listening. As always, hey, if you want to support the podcast, just go over to uh, you know that that uh, support the podcast place that everyone's using these days, Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash treks in sci fi sign up for a dollar a month or two dollars a month um, if you can if you enjoy the show you can always paypal as well paypal uh, any amount uh, is always appreciated i did just pay my annual hosting fees for the podcast so that was a little bit of a dent um, but the um, the what was it going to say oh yeah paypal uh, trek, uh, treks in sci fi at gmail.com is where you would paypal money or sf at gmail.com both should work If you ever have a problem with that or you want to contact me, sf at gmail.com is the way to do that. So uh, with that said, I hope uh, this has been enjoyable. And here's a little more Orville uh, humor in action. And I'll talk to you guys all again soon. Bye-bye.
0: Give me the device, human, or I will destroy your ship. Sorry, can you you move like two steps to your right? What? It's like a little tiny bit. It's just a lot of dead space there. Just... Yeah, just right. Th- perfect. Yeah, sorry, you were just very weirdly framed. It was all I could focus on. Anyway, what is it you want? You know what I want. Sorry. Right. Yes. Yeah, sorry, I'm a little distracted lately. I just got out of a rough marriage, and it's been a difficult time. My wife had an affair. Oh my God. Are you really bringing this up right now? I'm trying to keep him talking, so I can buy us some time. Oh, okay. In that case, you know, you're an
1: objective third party. Are you married?
0: What? Oh my God. You're right. You're bringing him into our. No, l- I'm the- just buying us some time.
1: Let me ask you something. Do you make an effort to balance your career with your home life?
0: A marriage is work. It takes work, right? Compromise. On both sides, yes. And if you didn't make that effort, would you be surprised if your wife sought comfort in the arms of another? No, that would be selfish. No, that would be so. Yeah, yeah, because both of you are complete friggin' saints. You know what? I don't have to sit here and listen to this. (laughs) Enough!
1: Emergency power!
0: You have 20 seconds to give me the device, or you will die. Isaac, what about that engine? Still?
1: This has been a Rick Dusty podcast production.